When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. Hey now. How are you? Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey <laughs> I like that song. Yeah, it is a good song. What are you saying? What's going on? Before we talk about the stuff that we talk about, how the hell are you? Um, I'm good. I'm excited for, you know, all things Christmas. I had to go pick up my daughter yesterday from school, though. And it was... <sighs> you know, if she wasn't well, I'd get it. I'm getting my kids out of school. I'm taking them out of there. Well, when I went to go pick her up, she's running down the hall happy as can be. Hey, Mom! I thought that you weren't doing well. Oh, I feel good. I feel fine. It just, my ear hurt for a bit, but I'm fine. Oh, how long do I have to come pick you up then? You seem perfectly fine. Why the hell did you have to go and pick well, her up? Well, listen, her ear has been bugging her. She was sick. When we got back from our trip, she was sick. Like each of us had something, right? I mean, I told you guys I lost my voice completely, which I had an interesting comment about from one of our podcast listeners on that, by the way. What they I'll say? tell you in a sec. I'll tell you in a sec. Uh, okay. So each of us kind of in our house got something. And for her, it was later when we got back, she had like a mild fever, but it came with an ear infection, which is very common for her. But she had a lot of uh, a lot of earwax buildup, which happens, especially this time of year when you get sick. Some people are just prone to it. She's one of those that are prone to it. But there was so much in there that it was just really bothering her. So I got her the drops that I needed and off she goes back to school. She's fine. She'll be she'll be just fine. Um, when I lost my voice, I had a listener compare. Actually, our one of our longtime listeners, Alan, you might recall. Oh, yeah. Comparing my voice from before the trip to my voice after the trip, saying he's noticed. And tell me, guys, if you've noticed, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not a thing, but notice that my voice is on a little bit of a lower register than it was before. Did Ooh. you notice anything? Oh, your voice uh, might I, I, be I a little know. lower. I don't know, but I will say this much. Since I lost my voice there in Dominican, and I lost it for two straight days. So, guys, even if I wasn't on that vacation, I wouldn't have been able to do the podcast. I literally had no voice. I've, I still had trouble building it back up. I just think I'm not 100% recovered from it yet. Isn't that something? That's been, it's been like a month. Funny you should mention that. I lost my voice for a little while too, or it was real, real close. We did a stretch where we did a ton of different radio shows in a short stretch, and we did uh, podcasts and all sorts of stuff. I was losing my voice. It's still not fully back either. Like I still don't yeah. have that power behind it that I typically do, and it's frustrating. I mean, when that's your, if your job is to be strong and, and to do a, a trade, for example, if you can't lift as much as you used to, that's a frustrating thing. Very much so. Same thing for us. I, I just, I can't push it as hard as I used to. And it's funny because I used to go for scotch and honey. Even that didn't work this time. I think what I need is rest. I think everybody listening right now is in some way looking forward to mm -hmm. less than three weeks from now when we all get a couple of days or hopefully more than that off. Yeah, agree, agree. We need a little downtime. No matter what you do or what you're celebrating or not celebrating, I hope everyone gets a couple of days for sure. I was thinking about going away and you know what? I just don't want to do it. I was looking at the prices and I'm seeing these these con artists that, that sell vacation packages. <laughs> they are. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Yeah. I can go to Cuba right now. I would never go to Cuba again, by the way. I've been there, Fair. done it. 
I've heard bad things. I've never been, but I've heard terrible things. I I raise the bar for myself when it comes to travel, and Cuba just ain't it. Sure. The food is terrible. The people, eh. And it's not even that great. The beaches are nice. That's about it for Cuba. Got it. But anyway, you can go to Cuba right now for anywhere between $1,000 and $1,500 for a halfway to decent place for one week all-inclusive. The exact same resort over the Christmas break, they want almost $3,000 for Yeah. You bunch of fucking crooks. Yeah. No. Nobody should pay that amount for Cuba ever under any circumstances. (laughs) If you want to go to Turks and Caicos, spend that kind of money. I wonder, so if the price is like that for Cuba, did you look up other places? Like, did did. you look up Mexico, DR, I mean, Bahamas, any number of those places? Okay. So I'm going to say this and I'm going to try to not sound like an elitist snob because I'm really not. I'm cheap as fuck. But (laughs) I am. Everybody knows that. It is cheap as fuck. But Cuba... Sorry, it's trash. Fine. You know, I, I think a lot of people agree with you. I don't. I think it's, it's okay to say that. Is you it, I don't want to shit on the Cuban people, look, but the country no, itself is trash to I think vacation mo- in. Most people know. Like if you're if you're going Cuba, it's just different. It's just different than if you went to Mexico. It's not uh, Americanized like we're used to at a lot of these other resorts. These resorts are kind of tailored more to us in North America, right? Which makes sense. But when it comes to Cuba, from what I know and what I've heard, it's not so much. It's just like you get what you get, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> and basically. this is it. Well, you know, and it's funny because the first time you go away on vacation, you you get to a place like, I don't know, uh, Veradero, and you think, oh, my God, I'm in paradise. This is fucking perfect. I love it. I never want to leave. Okay, well, that's fine. Do yourself a favor. Go to Aruba. Go to Barbados. Go to Turks and Caicos. Go to uh, uh, any of those other higher-end islands in the Caribbean. And you'll realize. Go to Hawaii. I would go to Hawaii in a heartbeat. See, I would never go to Hawaii. Oh, my God, I would. I, on an oh, active I volcano, I, I don't oh, think I, I want to be in the middle of the Pacific oh, if shit goes down. 100% I'm there. They had one fire and 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 wiped out just about everything because it's an island. There's nowhere to go. I, well, it depends what island you're going to, but yes. Um, when it comes to the Caribbean, Cuba, again, if you just want to go somewhere cheap, fine, go to Cuba. But don't don't expect anything. Like, it's not nice. Dominican? I'd say about 90% of the Dominican is shit. It's all right. You can go to Punta Cana and it's like the low end as low as you're going to go. I'm not allowed to go back to Mexico because there was that unfortunate jet skiing incident a few years ago. <laughs> you where get flagged at the border. <laughs> I think I think they think I owe the money. So no Mexico. And, and that really just leaves some of the higher end islands. Bahamas is obnoxious. They're charging like five grand. I loved Bahamas though. I'd go back there for sure. But I, they, yes, I agree. It is more expensive. They don't do the all-inclusive packages quite like other places. I don't know if people know this. When you're paying for the all-inclusive, you're paying more than if you paid all-inclusive for Mexico. It doesn't come uh, with a lot of the resort prices. You have to either pay as you go, never do that. Because I, okay, so one time we went to Bahamas, but it was an, all, we got the all-inclusive package, but we still saw the receipt and had to sign off on the receipts. Even though it was an all-inclusive, we didn't have to pay that price. It was outrageous, Scott. Really? It was like $80 for a fucking omelet. Like insane wow. prices. So anyway, I would strongly recommend just spend the money though. I like Bahamas. If you're going to and you have the money and you're like, I want to go, do it. But do the all-inclusive part. Don't pay as you go because it's way more expensive than you think. My favorite island in the Caribbean is still St. Martin. It's an incredible spot. I love planes. And yeah, you can on uh, Maho Beach, you can watch the yeah. planes land right over the beach. It's amazing. St. Martin is great. St. Lucia, very, very nice. I love nice. how you don't want to go to a place just in case of a volcano erupts, but you're okay with a plane passing by your head like five feet above you. <laughs> like you, are you nuts? 
<laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like if I'm going west, I'm going the wrong way. I feel like I should be going south and south only. But nonetheless, uh, the, the prices they're charging now are obnoxious. And this is what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. They can't read the room again, right? I mean, this is not the year to jam people with massive overinflated obnoxious travel bills. There's far too many people who don't have the money. So maybe you'll sell a couple of these seven, $8,000 vacation though. packages. Like they are, they are selling. Like our, my plane was full. I've seen so many people go away. I'm talking about over the holidays. You oh. know, when they typically sucker in the teachers and all those people who can only go away for, then? No, that's bullshit to me. That's what because they're doing. Because the teachers, for example, now I, I I know I know I know who I know you're gonna say it. Oh, they go all summer off. Fuck them. I know uh, I know those people. I know. But listen, this time of year when they need that R and R and they want to go away, they only have a couple of options unless they want to claim sick days or risk getting fired, which most smart ones won't. Which, by the way, I think they should. Okay, I think well, they that's should get fired we, if they're abusing vacation yeah. time to take time when they're not supposed to. I, I wonder, think they should get fired. I wonder fired. if people have been caught doing that now that we start talking about it. They must have been. But uh, my point is- I know people they, who are doing it. They have the two weeks of Christmas and they've got March break. March break prices are outrageous. I almost went away for March break. I think it was the last year. I don't remember. But same thing, Scott, where I looked and I went- I'd rather take my kids out of school. Like, I'm not doing this. But I'm not a teacher. I had the option to go somewhere another week. And if you are in the school system, you just aren't. Um, so it's either summertime, you do whatever, or you you you, you got to wait because the prices are insane. Or they have to pay those prices. Well, you know, I mean, I'm thinking about myself here. And here I am willing to spend the money. Here I am willing to travel. I'm willing to do all those things. I'm just not willing to be bent over and ripped off. So Air Canada vacations and, and uh, Red Tag and all y'all. You're charging way too much for some of this shit, and it's not right because anybody can look and see that that resort that you're charging $3,000 for is a $1,200 vacation right now, and it's all because of time of year, and you're taking advantage of people like teachers that have a very limited window for when they can get off. So I'm probably staying local over the holidays. Are you? I'll do some day trips. Maybe I'll go up to Muskoka or something. We'll see. I don't know. StatsCan is out with some interesting numbers, Kat, that I'm sure you can relate to. They say in the last year, childcare expenses have gone down on average across Canada. It's now down to an average of $508 a month. Now, it's an average because some provinces have $10 a day childcare. We aren't there yet here in Ontario, but we'll get there. However, even though we don't have the cheaper prices, what we do have is the longer lineups. 62% of parents this year said they had difficulty trying Mm -hmm. to find daycare or couldn't find daycare for their kid. Yeah. So we made it cheaper, but now there's less of it. So I'm wondering, are we really ahead? Or should we have taken all the money that we front-loaded into this program and got on a massive hiring and building spree, building daycares on every corner and hiring well-paid, well-trained early childhood educators and daycare operators And then drop the price Mm -hmm. a little bit. It seems like we continuously put the cart before the horse. We made it cheap and, okay, great, I'll pay 10 bucks. There's people who don't even need childcare that'll pay 10 bucks to get rid of their kid for a a couple hours or for a day. Fine, but now nobody can get into it. There's two problems here. Number one is, yeah, the lack of uh, daycare centers that are offering it. And by the way, there's childcare centers out there that are not offering it and they decided not to opt in and they're still busy. Just so, just so people know they're, and, and are aware, you can look up ones that aren't. But obviously people want those $10 a day child care centers. And, and by and large, all the chains and things like that are doing that $10 a day. But the, back, the backlog is an absolutely insane. So there's not enough A, but B, there is also an employment problem. There is also a problem employing them. Pay ECE workers what they're worth. That's one of the biggest problems. They don't get paid well at all. 
They get they do not get what they deserve. Not even close. Well, what should they? So get? it's hard to. Uh, I don't know if I ha- I could put a number on it. They just got bumped up to twenty three bucks an hour. Yeah, it's but look at the way that look, look at life right now. Like I don't I don't know. It just seems like not enough for people who do what they do for a living. I'm talking about caring after children, you, caring after the lives of our little ones. They deserve way more money than that. Are you saying specifically the ones that work in daycare? Or are you also including the ones that also work in schools and would like to be paid the same as a teacher, yeah, even though they're not I teachers? I totally include the ECEs and the school boards as well. They do they and it's not fair board to board. It changes for the ECEs as well. There are some boards that do it differently for ECEs than others. I don't think that's fair. I think it should be the same across the board and it should be fair. I, they don't get paid well enough, in my in my opinion. So when you have people, I just I know someone, for example, who just quit, just quit a child care center and a qualified registered ECE that can't make ends meet and quit to go do something else Isn't to it true serve because they thought they'd make more money serving. That's not right. That's not right. But isn't it true, though, that there is a cap to certain jobs? Like, we're only willing to pay a certain amount of money to do certain things. Like, some of the person who answers the phone here. I mean, we, we're we not going to pay them $100,000 to answer the phone because that's not necessary for someone to answer the phone. Now, someone who has a specific skill set, maybe we would pay more. The ECEs, for example, aren't we kind of at the top end of what they should be paid? Because now we're getting into a, a territory where they essentially want to be paid what teachers are getting paid. And why not just become a teacher if you want that higher extra amount of money? Well, that's what some of them are leaving ECE for. But that doesn't help the ECE situation that we have right now, too. Right? I wonder if you get paid more if you're an ECE and a qualified teacher. Maybe you should. Well, my uh, I have a friend who is ECE in the school board and is considering just saying, F it, let me get the qualification to be a teacher. Because this person's in their mind, not not doing as much as they are in the classroom and getting paid more. And that's also frustrating. It creates problems as well. That whole thing creates problems, I think, for people. Nonetheless, though, I think they deserve more. I've always thought teachers deserve more too, though, that said. Um, so I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but that's one of the two issues. For me, there's only two issues. There's a lack of them, of, of places, and there's a lack of ECs. So what are we going to do about this daycare thing? Because initially and, they sold us on the daycare as, hey, if we offer $10 a day childcare, we'll get more people coming back into the workforce. In, in reality, that hasn't really materialized because A, they can't get into daycare spaces, and B, uh, a lot of spaces are getting taken up by people who just didn't want to pay. They don't actually need childcare. They put their child in childcare because it's so cheap. Yeah, it's and how? But how do you figure that out, right? I hear what you're saying. How do you figure that out? How do you figure? Hey, you don't need it as much as this person needs it. Like you know, there's there's not really a way that you can properly do that. It, could full time hours not qualify? I mean, if somebody's applying to put their kid in my daycare, I'd be interested to know. Well, do you just stay home all day and you just don't want to watch your kid? It's but worth it to you to pay 10 bucks? Yeah. Because if that's the case, we have someone here who's got a job who needs to go to that job and can't get child Yeah, care. it's never been anyone's business, though. It's not supposed to be anyone's business what you do all day or don't do all day as long as you're paying whatever you're supposed to be paying. Well, it's also not supposed to be a shortage of child care spaces, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've got to work this out. If the whole goal of this was to get more people, I know. particularly women in the workforce, Okay, great, but that's not happening yeah. right now. Now we're just spending a shit ton of money and oh, we yeah. didn't get the result that we wanted. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure how long it's going to take to fix it, but I do agree it's a little broken. And I know people who, by the way, at this point are just willing to pay full price just to get their kid in. And these are children, by the way, when I say children, they're newborns. These are people who are on a wait list for their kid who's not even going to be able to be in there for another year, <laughs> but they can't get in. So I, I wish you luck. If you are, you, I, I know a lot of people in your position. I, I hope you get in somewhere. I hope we can figure it out. But I think that there's a lot of issues that lie at the actual centers too. They deal with a lot of shit is another layer I was going to put on on that 
it's a lot different now than it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago at childcare centers. Dealing with parents is one of the biggest issues. It's dealing a, with behavioral issues is another issue. Dealing with parents is one of the biggest issues in, in schools school. as well. That's what I mean. And it's similar. So parents I don't are batshit crazy. I, I don't think people understand that there's a lot in common. There's a lot of common ground when it comes to early childhood educators. They have a lot of the same issues. They're dealing with a lot of the same bullshit, just on a bit of a different level, of course. But they're dealing with a lot of that same bullshit. And that's what I'll have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> we have, uh, boy, oh boy, another driver. It seems like stunt driving has really escalated in the last two years. Stunt driving, for those who don't know, is you have to be going, what, now 40 over the limit is considered stunt driving, and it's a criminal charge, and it comes with a whole bunch of other issues. Um, an 18-year-old was just caught going 200 kilometers an hour. He was going 100 over the limit, and this dipshit's excuse to the cop, I'm late for a party. Mm-hmm. QEW in Stony mm-hmm. Creek. hmm I mean, I probably wouldn't tell the cop that. I probably uh, wouldn't tell the cop that. I'd probably just apologize and shut my mouth. Yeah. Idiot. Always a good idea to shut your mouth. (laughs) When you've been pulled over by a cop. Yeah, really? (laughs) Just shut up. You just shut your mouth. Uh, I want to mention something locally here from the Kitchener-Waterloo area where our studios are. Uh, It's now going to go to council for a fourth time. Waterloo Council is again going to consider a massive proposed new condo development. So check this out, Kat. It is 12 high-rise towers that are going up in Waterloo. It's go- They're going to tear down an old carpet factory. And whereabouts is this again? Let me just try to picture it here if I know the area. Okay, so it is... I don't have the specific area. It's where the Krauss carpet is. Do you know where that is? Oh, my gosh. I know. 11-hectare site between two ion stations and just down the road from Conestoga Mall in okay. Waterloo. all right, all right. It makes perfect sense to do this. It's an open area. It's going to create nine new city blocks to build these 12 towers, they're going to have 3,353 condos in buildings that are all between 18 and 35 stories tall. The reason that's making the news, because stuff like this is happening all the time. Yeah. The reason that this is in the news is because it's going to council next week where they'll consider it. This developer's been trying to get this approved for more than two years. They've been denied three times. So when you hear politicians talking about gatekeepers that are preventing housing from being built, here's your gatekeepers. These pricks right here. Do you know why it took so long? I would love to know. They had too many parking spaces proposed. Denied. Is is that being nitpicky? Crazy nitpicky. Well, you know, if you think about it, we've got a lot of councils around here that are approving a record number of condos in particular to be built. One thing you'll notice if you ever look at the fine print on these condos is there's never as many parking spaces as there is units. This one here, 3,300 units. That means minimum 3,300 people living there. And that's assuming there's only one person per household and one car per household. That drives, which is not likely. They're not approving parking spaces in any of these. Toronto was the worst for it. Toronto's approving buildings where there is no parking. In fact, if you want yeah. a parking space, add a hundred grand onto the cost yeah. of the condo if you want to buy a space. Or you can rent somebody's space for like a thousand dollars a month if they're not using it's insane. it. Insane. Why on earth would I get that they want people to take the bus? I understand they want people to take the train, but frankly, it's not realistic. And until the train and the bus is reliable and goes to the places that people need to go, they're not getting rid of their cars. 
approving less parking spaces is not going to mean less people driving. Yeah. It's just going to create a nightmare in the neighborhood. It's actually the opposite of what we should be doing. These people could have had 3,300 condos open now. Mm-hmm. But they got turned down three times because there was too many parking spaces. So now they're going to go back to council again next week and try and get it approved. With less parking spaces or they're, they're sticking yeah. with their... Yeah. No, no, they had to work with city staff yeah. to come up with an appropriate amount of parking spaces. And they didn't even have one for every unit the first couple times. Now it's going to be a fraction of that. And I don't understand what we're doing here. Why would we build all these houses and nowhere for people to park? It's like these subdivision homes. I lived in Milton for years. And one of the reasons that Milton is completely fucked up right now and the traffic is completely ridiculous is because they built all these homes in a small area that all have a single driveway. Well, it was families moving into it and many families have two cars. They get people parking on the road, parking on the boulevard. It looks like shit. And nobody wants to accept responsibility for it. It's amazing that you need no experience at all to be a counselor, and yet you get to make Mm -hmm. decisions like, ah, less parking spaces. It's a mess. Just a mess. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Out this morning, Taylor Swift news, Times Person of the Year. (laughs) No one's shocked, but yeah, Times Person of the Year was announced as Taylor Swift, um, selected from a short list of nine finalists. I didn't realize it's been, Times been doing this for 96 years. That's crazy. Insane. Anyway, she is the first one. Uh, entertainer, sorry, to receive uh, this designation solo. Fun fact for you. But obviously we know why. Uh, she deserves it. She was everywhere. You could not avoid Taylor Swift from the very beginning of the year when she um, when she talked a little bit more about her um, selling, selling off of all of her songs to redoing her songs, Taylor's version. Then you had the Eras Tour announcement. Then you had the actual tour, of course, the concert movie. That set records, then you had a relationship with Travis Kelsey. It didn't matter where you turn, you heard and saw Taylor Swift, and it continues to happen. So it's not surprising. There's an article to coincide with this if you want. Uh, she does open up a little bit more about that tour, which is still going on, uh, owning her music now, her relationship with Travis Kelsey included. And that's not all, Scott. She was also named the world's fifth most powerful woman by Forbes. I don't understand how they can call her the fifth most powerful woman. I mean... The, the people ahead of her on this list, it's kind of ridiculous. You think so? The president of the European Commission. What's her name? Ursula. Ursula. S- Sub. Yeah. She's a globalist. Then we've got the president of the European Central Bank. Okay, so we've got the boss and the chief banker are the two most powerful women in the world, followed by the prime minister of Italy and U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris. So to me, when I hear powerful, 
I mean the ability to affect change, the ability to be heard, the ability to command a room, the ability to be able to pick up the phone and phone just about anybody and say, I need you. You're going to come in and help me out. I don't know if many people are picking up the phone if the, the president of the European Central Bank calls or the president of the European Commission, even Kamala Harris. But if Taylor Swift picks up the phone, nobody's not answering it. Okay. It all depends on, I guess, their definition of what powerful is, uh, I suppose. Here's some other recognizable names that are on this list, um, of which there are a hundred names of. Melinda Gates, number 10. You don't hear much about her anymore. I think she's laying low because I think she knows there's shit's about to go down with Bill. Okay. They're, they're going to release those Epstein lists sooner or later. Not far behind her at 13 is Mackenzie Scott, formerly Bezos. Ah, Bezos. Is she that. does have power because with money comes power, friends. That's, that's the thing. That's the truth. She has no ability to do anything really influential, but with that much money, you can get a lot of shit done. And it isn't the most influential list. It is the most powerful. Or so powerful, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Oprah Winfrey still making the cut, obviously. 31. She's really died off a lot, though. She doesn't do much anymore. She hasn't done anything well, when, since Harry and Meghan. When she, well, it depends what you're talking about. She does a lot of humanitarian stuff, but when she does try to help, like in Hawaii, for example, she gets lambasted for asking other people for money because she's got money. Yeah. Uh, but she does a lot of humanitarian stuff. She still has, has her Oprah stuff going on. Very good. 36 is Beyonce. Very powerful, I'd say. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Rihanna's 74. And on the list, I don't, I don't get this thing. Barbie's on it. Do they just mean, I guess, like the, like when you say Barbie, there's a lot of, there is a lot of power there. There's a lot of merch that control that you can control. There's a lot of, and especially this year, as the first time, is it the first time Barbie's on the list? I don't know. But Barbie's a figment of our imagination in a way, but also a thing. Like Barbie and Mattel are an entity, are a thing. And it's also a tangible thing that you can hold. Now, each individual Barbie is not worth anything, really, but collectively, all the Barbie brand in the world the is probably brand. very valuable. The Barbie brand is powerful, I suppose. Anyway, that's some of the list. Wikipedia's top searches of 2023 is out, and ChatGPT was the most common page viewed on Wikipedia, mm -hmm. ChatGPT. People needed to know how to work this thing. How do I cheat on my shit? <laughs> people also wanted to know about the deaths in 2023. I figured specific deaths people would have gone and looked up. I didn't think deaths overall would be number two, but I would say that uh, Matthew Perry was 17 on the list. Okay. That no doubt contributed to the deaths. Now it gets interesting. The third most searched for thing on Wikipedia this year was the 2023 Cricket World Cup, mm. followed by the Indian Premier League, which is also cricket. These are worldwide English language search results. So if you think about it, cricket and soccer combined are now bigger than hockey, basketball, football, and baseball combined. Yeah, but it's always been popular. We live in a bubble here in North America and we don't realize, and now cricket's a little more, cricket, for example, is a lot more popular here than it used to be, but we, we have been introduced to it a little bit more through the years, but it's always been huge. And soccer has always been massive. But why do we ignore it here is what I'm wondering. If there's that many cricket and soccer fans, why don't we have a cricket stadium? Why don't we have actual yeah. soccer stadiums? I mean, last night, Christine Sinclair retires as the, one of the most accomplished soccer players in the world, male mm -hmm. or female. She holds the record with 190 international goals. She played at BC Place, and they renamed it Christine Sinclair Place for the night, but why don't we have actual soccer yeah. venues? We're hosting the World Cup, for God's sake. Yeah. We should 
we should probably get into it. If the rest of the world is that into cricket and soccer, maybe we should accommodate and have some matches here or a team or a league. And which is a lovely thought. And you're not wrong. I think that we just need the money and power. Hey, maybe that's something to do with the list we just talked about. Does Taylor Swift like cricket? Well, that's the thing is like, I think it takes an, you have to have an organization or or a a group of people. Like it's a cumulative of people that start that right you can't just be like oh cricket's number one but there's just a bunch of small cricket fields and shit like that sprinkled throughout the area um it's whereas when you think of football it's shoved down americans throats when you think of hockey it's shoved down our throats it's there we have the league it's already grown it's only a matter of time though i think it will eventually grow a little bit more the soccer thing is interesting because it is actually very very popular very popular people will wake up at like three o'clock in the morning to watch these tournaments that happen oh yeah i mean we've seen it like people know this but why Even Premier League, they'll yeah, wake up early to watch. Absolutely. Uh, but why we're not playing it as much? That's a good question. I, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the main differences would be. It drives me batshit crazy that I have five Sportsnet channels and five TSN channels, and most of them are showing the exact same thing. And occasionally, even when I know there's a, a huge soccer match happening over in Germany right now that the world is watching, we can't get it here, but they're televising goddamn darts. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I thought the mandate was to cover sports. But anyway, we are running low on time because you got a video shoot today, don't you? I do, yes. Okay, uh, I'm going to run through some headlines. Kay. We're not going to tell people what you're doing yet, right? No, 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 no. We'll do it later. I was going to say, I did want to talk about GTA 6. I don't know if that's oh. on your list. Real, real quick. We'll wrap up with GTA 6 because that trailer is insane. Uh, bar in Wisconsin is attempting to create a new world record by assembling 100 old-fashioned cocktails into a flight on a handmade wooden board. That's right. 313 Dodge is the name of the place. They're going to have a flight. You know what it is? Like when you go to a bar and order a bunch of beers, they put it all on a board. They put it on like a paddle, essentially. They're going to try and create one with 100 drinks on it. They'll all be old fashions. Are they going to be good? Oh, I don't know. I'm wondering about the poor bartender that's got to care carry a hundred drinks on one fucking board. Is that one person that carries that? That's not one person that carries that. Apparently it'll be one person who's going to attempt to do it. That's amazing. That's really impressive. Uh, If everybody, I think at at this point, everybody has seen Christmas vacation. We all know the scene where they bring in the second tree because the first one gets blown up by uncle Lewis and (laughs) And his damn cigars. and, And there's a squirrel in the tree and all hell breaks loose. Turns out that can actually happen. A woman in Texas found a possum in her tree. She had to put on rubber gloves, she said, to try and evacuate the possum from the tree. It wouldn't let go. She eventually tackled it when it jumped and tried to go under the couch. She had to throw it out of her house by hand. And I'm saying this because if you have a real tree... Hmm. Highly likely you've got wild animals in your home right now. Can I say that's actually one of the fears for me, having a real tree, I think? Really? It's more the bugs, though, like little bugs and shit. Mm-mm. No. An OnlyFans star, her name is Layla Kelly, if you want to look her up, is now describing the story of why two cops ended up at her doorstep. She had recently filmed a video. Maybe you've seen it. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> and I love the thoughtfulness behind this. She decided she was going to film some OnlyFans content at a hardware store. Her and her friend decided they were going to leave surprises for dad and surprises for hardworking tradespeople and construction workers. They filmed themselves taking off their underwear and leaving it in different parts of the store. It's a nice little treat for the dads. The store, it's called... Is that a treat, uh, by the way? Is that a nice treat? 
Like I, if you were at the be, hardware store and you saw a pair of someone's undies dangling from like a hammer, what are you thinking? Okay, well, first off, what the fuck went on here? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Second off, I uh, I don't want a, a, another want stranger's panties. No. Like, that's your underwear, and, and I don't really want it. It's a, it's a little different if girlfriend hands me your panties. Like, all right. You know where she's been. You know where she's going. You Let's know talk up. about this. You know what's up. Let's see where this is going. You don't know this person. I don't know. This is random underwear yeah. just left in the hardware Nobody- store. <laughs> Random underwear is not good. She has been given a two-year trespass notice. If she ah. returns to the store, she'll be fined $6,000. Wait, they didn't like that? Apparently, they didn't like that. Oh. Can we all stop with the... I, I get that some of you have content obligations, and you, you, you can only, I don't know, play with yourself on the couch for so long. Sometimes you want to go rogue and take it outdoors <laughs> and shit. Go out in public. Can, can we leave the businesses alone? Because it seems yeah. like a lot of them are being disproportionately affected. I agree. You know, like a field in the middle of nowhere is one thing. You know, you want to you wanna fiddle in the field. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and you do your thing. But it's someone else's it's someone's business. Come on. I always wonder, like, is it worth the views when these people get caught doing this stupid shit? And I don't necessarily mean OnlyFans at all. I mean, like, just TikTok, Instagram. When people do it for the YouTube views, is it worth it? Like, is sometimes it when they do it? this stupid shit to the point where they could get arrested or it's it's borderline legal or it's just inappropriate or it's whatever, any number of things. Is it worth it? Like, how many views did you get? You know? I'm seeing this a lot more now. Now a restaurant over in Japan is offering a new service where the server, if you pay 100 yen, it works out to about 90 cents Canadian, the server, when they bring your meal, will slap you across the face. Hmm. We want that? It's in Nagoya. They serve snacks with a side of slaps, they say, delivered by their female staff. The bizarre service is said to have revitalized the establishment's business, attracting an increasing number of people that want to try the painful experience. In the beginning, the face slapping was done by just one member of the staff. Now, upon request, as demand grows, management have hired several women that will just walk in and smack you across the face (laughs) for 90 cents. Is this an erogenous thing or is this a pain thing or what is it? funny. Or just funny. I think about what I just talked about, the people who just want a viral moment. I know people who would probably be like, oh, I'm going to go to this place and get slapped and then put it on TikTok. Right? I mean, I'm seeing dive bars in the States do it. They'll go and they'll pour like a mini jug of Miller Lite down your, your throat and smack you across the <laughs> face and, and then give you a shooter up the nose and you're out of there. But it's kind of funny. I think that, uh, okay, so it reminds, it's kind of reminiscent, although not the same, but of Karen's Diner, the Karen's Diner phenomenon. Yes. And it was in Toronto and I love seeing the, I love watching it though, is the thing. I don't know if I'd participate in the slapping of the, I don't know if I want to get slapped. I'm not sure. Um, I've never really been like straight up slapped across the face before. So maybe I'd be curious enough to spend a dollar on it. I don't know. I don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're not allowed says hr um yeah like i don't know if i go out of my way to pay for it but i do enjoy watching the videos of people being treated like shit it's funny to me like the karen steiner shit but i, I don't know if the slapping would be just as funny but eh, maybe it is maybe it is i, I mean seen I, any video of it I, I don't know what i'm missing but the last one i saw the the bartender who was wearing cowboy boots and uh, a large tank top with no bra on Oh, okay, so it could be a sexual thing then. Well, she gets on her knees on the bar. You lay backwards on the bar with your mouth open. She pours an ounce of whiskey down your throat. Then she sits you up and pours a a mini pitcher of Miller Lite down your throat. 
hauls off and smacks you as hard as you, she can across the face and then hands you a bill for $20. Do they look angry when they do it? Sometimes like they're I, real bitches in character. <laughs> they probably love it. Yeah, they, they probably, probably do. So much, like, I feel like I'd have fun just slapping people. I feel bad in some cases, but if they're asking for it, fine. But I think to answer your question, it's probably a little bit of everything. It's probably some people who like it, like it, like it. Others who just find it funny that just want to get a video of it, right? Like a mix of people, I think. You know me. Yeah. Would I like it? Oh, no. I don't think I would I don't either. think you would. No. Somebody smacks me, I'm going to smack them I don't back. Think, yeah, and I don't think you should. Like, no. I, I mean, I don't think you're going to gain anything from it is what I'm trying to say. I, I can just I, drink my drink without being hit. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think you'll have anything to gain from it. And I don't know if I do either. One more uh, property owner in California is complaining because she has, you know those, it looks like a deer, but it's not a real deer. It's like a, it's like a statue of a deer, a fake deer. Yeah. People use them for crossbow practice and stuff like that. You can get them at Bass Pro and Cabela's and places like that. She went to her property in California and discovered it had been mangled. She thought, who would deface my deer like this? So she went back and checked her ring doorbell camera. That's when she saw it. A very uh, horny male deer, uh-huh. a stag, if you will. Uh-huh. He approaches this statue and doesn't know it's not a real deer. <laughs> well, sometimes like deer in the headlights are quite still, so I could see the resemblance. Well, he fucked it. He fucked it? Hard. Like <gasps> broke its legs. All four legs broken. Did he like mount it and everything? Oh, yeah. And that's when it fell apart and, and he fell face forward, actually. Did he just keep fucking with you? And he kept apart. fucking it. So... <laughs> Anyway, that was the first incident. Woman fast forwards, goes through the week of video, and then sees a second tryst with it. So either that second deer came back for round two with something he should have known at that point wasn't real, or some other deer came along and saw the torso of another deer laying on the ground and fucked it. Hey, I know you got no legs, but (laughs) I've got a dick. (laughs) God, I love After 9. We told that story on the radio this morning, and it was very different than the way we're telling it now. It was very difficult to do it, to be honest with you, because I wanted to say so bad. And then he fucked it. (laughs) (laughs) How good does GTA Uh, 6 look? It looks good. It looks good. Um, We talked about it on the pod earlier that the, well, initially it was a leak of the trailer. So then... They said, screw it, man. We're going to just release this trailer because it's already out there. And glad they did, by the way, because they gained some money off of it. It set records. The trailer for this video game was viewed over 90 million times just in the first 24 hours since it went live on Monday. The trailer has since become the most viewed non-music video, easily overtaking the previous record that was set by Mr. Beast, the YouTuber. And in case you're curious, most views of a YouTube video overall in 24 hours was BTS's Butter. Yeah. At over 100. They yeah. did get over 100. They did get over 100. There were actual- it was a good music video and a good song. It was a prop bet you could make on whether or not the trailer in the first 24 hours would get 100 million views. And it was just short, was just it? Just short, 90 million. Yeah, just short. Okay, so people that actually bet on that prop are actually going to make some decent money. It was like plus 175 odds. That's probably the people who watched it over and over and over and over and over to try to get the views up. Fuck, I would have too, for, <laughs> if there was good money riding on it, come I would have. Come on, come on. You're a GTA player though. You actually yeah. like the game. Yeah, I do like the game. And we're getting it for sure. 2025 is so far away, but we are getting it and I'll absolutely play it. It's going to be like 150 bucks though, they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. 125 US is where they're yeah. thinking of going with it. And, and I think we even talked about this on the pod. Maybe it was on the radio show. 
if you base it on the the amount of entertainment you get from it, it's probably great value. Yeah. Like we said the other day, you'll spend $18 to go to a 90-minute movie. Yeah. Why wouldn't you spend 150 for a game that you're going to play for 100 hours? And you have to understand the value from their point of view. Yes, they're going to make tons of money off of it. Yeah, we understand that. However, it's taken them years to make this video game. And it, apparently... We still have a couple more years to go. So this thing is really going to be uh, first of its kind in terms of what it looks like. And the longevity of it, like you mentioned, is apparently a big deal, too. If you're the one that the type that actually plays the game for uh, all the different missions, if you will. Right. Regarding the character. Apparently, there's it's not just like one thing that you can do. There's a ton of things you can do inside the game once you're in there. And, and you want to try to complete it. There's people who have completed those games before in like a week. Those are hardcore gamers that do nothing but game, though. Right. So they want to make sure that if you buy that game, it's worth the value, like you mentioned to you. So it's going to take you much longer than the initial, like than the GTA 5 would, for example. Totally understand. I do think it's good entertainment. And and let's face it, it's gonna it'll do a billion in sales in the first week. No doubt in my mind, it'll be massive. And we do get great entertainment value out of it. But then those people are going to come out of the woodwork and they're going to want to ban it again because we're running over hookers and stuff like that. And they think this is, you're teaching kids to run over hookers. To this day, I've never seen a kid run over a hooker, no matter how much GTA they've played. Yeah, I've played a lot of GTA. And I will I will admit that there's certain points when you play too much, but hopefully you can learn to cut yourself off of that. <laughs> because there's been times where I'm driving, I'm like, man, I could easily just run that. Pre- okay, I got to stop. I got to stop playing this game. So I get that to that extent, but no, we can't be blaming everything on Grand Theft Auto. I don't think so either. It's like when Fast and Furious came out first, right? And it was like, oh, fuck. And there were some people who did it, and there will be some people maybe who are inspired by this. But I mean, it's so few and far between, right? The only game I play is Call of Duty. Never even really played Call uh, 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 GTA. However, I might. Call of Duty, you get a short window. Call of Duty, you get one year. If you get it when it first comes out, you can rest assured there's another new one coming next November. GTA is like years in between games. So yeah. You can actually really get into it and have some fun with it. Yeah, you can. You can. I'm You'll excited. like it. I'll probably get into this one because it's going to be huge. 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 And on that, we got to go because Kat's got a film. We will see you tomorrow with another After 9. Have a fantastic hump day, everybody. Bye, friends.